And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with my little boy, Adrian. We are here in Longmont, Colorado, and you hear a phone ringing because I'm, Doris, would you please go to my Facebook wall and watch my show? We've got Rick Abraham on, and he's just absolutely adorable and asking about you. That was Doris Wood, the head of the MLMIA. She's probably Doris. 500 years old by now. It's so exciting. And we're having a blast. Hello, Adrian. If that's not Did you organic just touch me? live radio. <laughs> no, I, you touched me. I've got an inheritance to, to oh, I can't coming. believe it. Okay, so everybody, there's a new protocol in life. And you're supposed to stay like meters away from people. And you're supposed to not. And so yeah, when so I'm, I'm supposed to speak at Danny Clark's event in England at the end of the month. So he sends me this video, says I have to be eight meters away from the person next to me, which isn't eight meters like 24 feet. It's a long way. So, and I have to have, so the only reason I go to these events is because young women hug me. That's the only reason I go. And so it's so sad that I actually have 15 minutes of fame at age 68. And now the protocol is, is that even to shake hands, you have to get permission to shake hands with somebody and to hug somebody. I mean, you almost have to have a consent form. So it I, takes, it takes real work to co combine a slightly inappropriate coronavirus joke with a, <laughs> I worked it over. Me too. I joke. completely and worked it over. You did it. Congratulations. I know it's unbelievable. So nice. how do you, what do you think? So we got Rick Abraham on here. We got to bring him to the conversation. So 2010, I actually got him the gig. Because in 2008 or 2009, before most of you were born, I pick up a book called Mr. Schmooze, this book right here, and I read it. And it made so much sense to me that it literally changed my life. And I started promoting this book like it was going out of style. And Doris Wood called me from the MLMIA. It's called something else now. I call it the Social Selling Network. Now they changed the name Tony Canuli and a bunch of other people. But they're still in business. But... I got him to be the, content, the uh, keynote speaker along with Clint Arthur. And I, you'll have to remember that name too. He's the guy that went to Babson and thought he was all of it in a bag, all of it in a bag of chips because he had that degree from Babson and uh -huh. got to, which is in Philadelphia and then where Trump went to school. And then he got out of there and went to California and nobody had ever heard of Babson. And he had to literally reinvent himself. And he wrote a book about leaving your base too soon. So, uh, all of that is empty and meaningless. That was all during my an introduction of Rick Abraham, who I love. Rick Abraham, how you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. Thank you. It's great to hear from you again. You were surprised, obviously. Have you missed me? Yeah, I did. I, in the interim, I actually relocated. I was in Chicago for many, many years. And as you might see behind my head there uh, with those steers, I am now in Austin, Texas. Holy mackerel. How do you, that's the Boulder, Colorado of Texas. Yeah, it, it really is quite a place down here. We had some family here on my wife's side. And as you know, over time, we were taking care of some folks on my side. And then it's her turn. We came here. I'm lucky enough to be able to live pretty much anywhere. Uh, I've, as an old real estate guy, I've never seen anything like Austin, Texas. I've never seen more explosive growth. I've never seen such a powerful uh, energy. And people like the uh, young man sitting next to you, everybody in Austin looks like him. They're all 12. Yeah, no, Nobody exactly. lives there anymore. The traffic's too bad, Rick. That's what <laughs> I heard. It's like Yogi uh, it's, Yeah. Well, you think traffic's bad there. Try Chicago, New York, Washington, right. LA, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's really a young vibe, but a very, very energetic tech thing. It's wonderful. So I am telling you, this book truly changed my life. All of you need to have it. Have you updated it or anything? Is it still the same book after all these years? Yeah, that one is actually the second edition that you have. There was an original. So that book is the updated book. I probably ought to update it for the social media age, but I don't really know how. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. That's a good admission yeah. right there. It's, maybe, it's maybe, you, maybe, you can be, maybe Adrian could be my editor. There yeah, we, go. we can do that. So you're still yeah. doing high-level coaching on the mm -hmm. premises behind this book. I mean, yes. you are, I mean, you've made a career of it and tell people why you wrote the book. Cause that story is fascinating in itself. You just realize that the person paying the most attention to the five guys is the guy that's really, really making it happen versus everybody throwing, you know, just basically hoping it sticks and throwing it against the wall. So talk about that a little bit. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I became fascinated um, with best of class salespeople a number of years ago now. I'd gone back to the University of Chicago, uh, taken a master's degree and was head, worked with the head of the psych department there and wrote a thesis called Characteristics of Great Salespeople. So we got into some of the deeper psych, but um, what I really went away with that from that with and kind of melded it with what I was doing in my career is I was a real estate developer and we were building big buildings in Chicago, 50 stories, 60 stories. We also remodeled the Sears Tower. So at that time, we were buying easily a billion dollars worth of stuff from all sorts of different vendors and suppliers. And what I was picking up on, we also had a bunch of real estate brokers working for us, is if let's just say a group of six architects came in, different ones to pitch us, there was always one that stood out that had some kind of an it factor, a likability and energy that when they all started running together in your mind, you kind of remembered him or her. And so I wanted to figure out what was going on with these people. What were they doing differently than all the other people who were trying to sell? And that evolved into what I was studying in school and ultimately this book, Mr. Schmooze, where 90% of the people out there are selling intellectually, 10% are getting into the emotional realm, and the emotional realm is where all the buying happens. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I began to put together best of class salespeople in my mind and built this composite character from the book or in the book. And as you know, what we do there is we have an intern as a narrator who follows around this monster salesperson all summer, thinking that the, he's going to learn all about these techniques, these scientific methods of selling. What he's learning through osmosis, what this guy is doing is he's giving, 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 loving, 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 just making people feel great all the time, every day, every hour. And over time, it all starts coming back to him. And that's what we see the great salespeople do. I can tell you, it, I am positive this happens all the time. Because I, now I sell vitamins, but I used to sell stocks. I didn't have the brains God gave a crowbar. I sold airplanes. I had no idea why an airplane even flies. But I always sold the most. And people could never figure it out. Because I didn't sell from my head. I sold from my heart. I watched all those brainiacs with the $5,000 suits over there looking at me out the corner of the eye going, what on earth is he doing? Why are they buying from him? My product costs less, it's better, and he's got all the business. Mm -hmm. And when I saw your book, it made sense because it's what I'd done my whole life, which right. was they didn't buy it, they bought me, then they bought it, right? That's exactly right. There's actually science behind that, that at least 50% of the sale is contingent upon whether or not the, the, the buyer likes the salesperson. So, There's also uh, a know, study that happens in, that happens in like uh, less than a minute too, whether they're going to buy from you or not. Well, there is, there is evidence of that as well. And, and what I like to tell people too, when I do go in for my workshops, for example, or when I give keynote speeches, is a, a mistake I think that sales managers make sometimes or business owners or even associations is that they, they tend to look inside their own world for best of class sales practices when the best of class sales practices are all over the world. And so I would like to say, for example, you know, if you give me an example of someone in your uh, sphere of influence, perhaps the, the social selling and so forth, what they're selling, and we said, let's say you're selling vitamins, you just mentioned that. I, I say to the audience, let me ask you a question. What if 25 or 30 years ago, instead of trying to decide to go on TV, Oprah decided to sell vitamins? Right. You think she would have been a tough competitor? Of course, the answer is you're damn right she would have been. Yeah. And same goes with a, you know, Johnny Carson. What if he decided to sell vitamins? He would have kicked your ass. And that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as good as you are, but he's better because he's one of the, you know, the greatest of all time. And so then I ask people, if you go back to the Johnny Carson days, even when he you know, basically dominated late night television, why on earth? where people go back to him night after night after night after night. And the answer is real simple. And that is every single night when we tuned into that show, we were at one emotional level and we were tuned out, we were at a slightly higher emotional level. Anybody who can do this, do that for us in the world, we will welcome into our world with open arms and we'll make them very, very rich.
That was exactly right. You raise their emotional level. They don't know why they fell in love with you, but they always do. Yeah, yeah, and it's consistent. And, you know, of course, Oprah did the same thing. And why, why do people go to Tom Hanks movies? Why did everybody like Robin Williams? And it's not necessarily comedy. There's just a sincerity there, an authenticity, you know, a, a, an emotional connection that's occurring that most salespeople don't bother trying to study, think about, and master. Well, I agree with that 100%, don't you? It, it's so big. And it's funny, I was, I was telling Rich before we went on the show, that I, I distinctly remember, because it's such an, it, it, it's an, a striking title of a book, a mm -hmm. little bit of a provocative title of a book. And I remember when you gave it to me, I think I was a teenager probably. And you, you know, so my summer job was I do, you know, 10 hours of work a week and he'd make me read books 10 hours a week. And yours was one of the first ones he ever gave me. But I remember feeling like I was, you know, this intern and, yeah. you know, following along on that journey. And you are a hundred percent right that, the way that somebody makes you feel and you think about the people who have been the most impactful, the people who you have seen as being the most successful, a lot of that is the way you observed them making you feel and the way you observed them making others feel is, is really what made them who they were and made them successful in, in reality and in your eyes. That's exactly right. And every one of you, fire your brain, hire your heart. Stop focusing on those skills. Start focusing on, I thought you pointed at me when you did this. <laughs> and then start focusing on rigorous self-inquiry with love and compassion, and you're going to get Rick. You're going to get what he does. And then you start sharing that with like-minded people where you're just telling one on yourself, and you're a human being instead of this little robot with a script, and you're going to start making sales. That's what this book is going to do for you. It, look how thick it is. I mean, you can read this thing in a flash. And I am going to tell you, it's going to change your life. So you go to, is it still MrSchmooze.com? Will that get them there? Uh, you know, they can go now these days to Amazon. Barnes oh, Amazon's even better, yeah. yeah so yeah. free shipping. Yeah, I, that. <laughs> yeah. I make like 10 cents a book from those guys, you know, but that's not, it, it's great. That's, I've turned it all over to them now because they can do it in all the languages and all that stuff. Yeah. So we love you and we want to continue to get these things out. I'm going to have Marianne come and buy a ton of you a ton of you, a ton of them, because I tell you, there's a couple of books on the other side. There's a book out there called The Power of Who, which I have everybody read by a guy named Bob Bodine that leads you right into this book. And if you want, this is the secret weapon that every one of you need to have in order to be more successful. So we're going to take a break. Thank you, Ted Anderson from Genesis Communication Network. We can't live without you on your 550 radio stations. And uh, we're going to come back right after this. Stick around. And we're back. This is the break, Rick. So this. Oh, oh yeah. So we never go off. So don't start picking your nose. You can respond to your Facebook ties. You can do all that. And Adrian is our only sponsor of the show. And contactmapping.com. Flagship so, sponsor, I like. Flagship that. sponsor is what I like here. <laughs> nope, can't touch you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> hey, can I make a comment to Adrian for a second? Sure. Okay, because Adrian, it was, it was touching that you said as a younger fellow, and you're still young, that you read the book. Um, I have had people ask me in today's world whether the book still applies. And uh, it's interesting. My daughter, who is 27, uh, went to Carnegie Mellon. She was a computer science gal. Wow. Yeah, came out of that and, you know, went into the computer science land there in Pittsburgh. And I had her read the book and she said, well, you know, the computer science people and so forth, the, the kids today. And I said, I, I telling you, these principles still work out there, join some organizations. She wound up, wound up, to make a long story short, starting a couple of organizations, getting a bunch of people together in groups. Then she got called by the Pittsburgh Journal. She got not nominated and elected to the 30 under 30 people coming up in there, not because she's great at computer science. There's a ton of people that are great because she got off her, you know what, and went in out and started networking and pushing and doing the kind of stuff you guys are doing. So the, that, that one, two punch is what I'm advocating. I don't That's think it ever goes out of style. Absolutely everything. I want to meet your daughter. So we get it. You'll have to introduce us. That's really cool. And yes. I agree 100%. So before starting contact mapping, I spent seven years working in finance for a tech company and worked with some of the smartest people I've ever met. And I ended up climbing through the ranks really fast in this company. They moved me all over the world. I lived in England, Australia, and Switzerland. Nice. And 
the reason all of that happened, I am 100% convinced, is that I was good enough at finance, I was smart enough, I worked hard enough, mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't the number one person in any one of those categories. I was the number one person in getting off my tush and walking mm-hmm. across the building or picking up the phone and connecting people together so that things would actually happen instead of hiding behind emails and spreadsheets and all the stuff that most of us do, especially in a technical world. And that is more important than ever, no matter what your profession, I think, because it's just so, this is the, this is not connection. This is the illusion of connection where I can watch your life, but we're not actually connected until I hit send and reach out to you. And I think that's a lost art that we need what you're talking about in here. And that's why contact mapping exists. We need that stuff more than ever, because if we don't bring about that change in the world, then we're gonna have a generation of people that are disconnected even as they feel connected and wonder why they feel so lonely at the same time. Yeah, well put, yes. Yeah, how about that, Dad, huh? I don't have any idea. I didn't understand one word. (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. So here's what, here's what you got to do. I want you to go to contactmapping.com for those of you who are watching and, and listening to this. And if that, if that resonated for you, go to contactmapping.com. You can try the app for free for 30 days. And it's just, it's a system that lets you do what Rick's daughter did to get on the 3030 list as a computer scientist in Pittsburgh. It's what allowed me to climb the ranks. It's what's going to allow you to build whatever you're doing in a way that's just going to make sense to you and it's not going to take up all your time, but you got to go and see it for yourself. So go to contactmapping.com right now and grab a free 30 day trial. And these two guys are trying to make it look like you're going to get a job. You're going to have more friends. You're going to be a functioning human being. (laughs) Forget all the job stuff. How about just being fun? That's what you're going to get. We'll be back. Stick around. And we're back. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault, Tom Chenault, Rick Abraham. Little short so segment. Awesome. Yeah, don't you love him? He's fantastic. I told you, Doris Wood, if you're watching, we love you so much. We know you've had some health concerns and mm-hmm. hopefully you're watching live, but I just blared into your phone. So you probably didn't understand a word I said, but know that we love you. That's where I got really, that's where I got to meet Rick and fall in love with him was because of you. And all of the people in the world need to know Doris Wood, the founder of the MLMIA and now the Social Selling Networking Group or whatever the heck they're calling it now. But let's get back to Rick Abraham. Rick, we've only got like five minutes left. So we got to sell some books and we got to have people plug into your coaching and believe in you because I am telling everybody that you had a lot to do with the guy you see. Because I'm telling you nine years ago, I was in it for Tom. And once I met Rick Abraham and got plugged into that whole deal, everything shifted and I switched my agenda to what's in it for the other person and everything got better. So Rick, thank you again for that. Oh, you're welcome. I had no idea you had such an influence. You could be my dad. Well, hey, wait a minute. You know, never mind. You said how old you are, but I'm not going to repeat it. There you go. Thank you. Well, the giving for a living whole idea really is uh, is such a natural in this context. I mean, that's what these people do. Uh, they are natural born givers. They get the, they really get the uh, the rockets going in their psyche when they're giving somebody something, when they're adding value. They're not really thinking about any kind of quid pro quo. They're having fun giving. Giving is actually a close for them. You know, if they can find something that someone else needs and present it to with them and the other person's delighted that's like closing something for them and later even though they have to close something to make a living those closing and closing and closing by giving and giving and giving is just an unbeatable pattern that is it's magic and you mentioned a daughter of yours that used your book and her skills to become a fully functioning good human being after graduating from one of the top technological schools in the country, Carnegie Mellon. I mean, literally everybody needs what you're doing here, which is basically failing an IQ test. Because the whole emphasis we've had for years is get smarter, 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 disconnected, disconnected, disconnected. What her old man did was brought it back home, and now she's used these skills to really rise the ranks in her job, correct? Yeah, I mean, you do have to have both, of course. And uh, maybe in kind of wrapping it up today, um, some of the things we've been talking about lately is we see four things that the, the great salespeople kind of have in common. One is they are talented 
So if you take a, a, you know, an Oprah Winfrey, of course she's talented, but you know what? I think everybody that's out there doing what they're doing, I'm gonna assume they have talent. The second thing is, is they're really hard workers. And you know, that's back to, yes, get the EQ up there, but the hard work, uh, the 100 to 10,000 hours that the Beatles put in, I just watched a thing on ZZ Top the other day. They play for 10 years every night in obscure places before anybody heard of them. You just can't get around that sort of Malcolm Gladwell work. You have to put in the hours. You have to get really good at it. But then the third part that comes in really is the love of the work. And to me, a great example is Jerry Seinfeld, who he, you know, was on top of television, you know, had $750 million net worth, stopped, took a break for about two years, and then came right back in. And so did Letterman, because they love it. You know, it's not work to them. This is their life. Once you get the life and the work kind of melded together, then, you know, you're you're putting in maybe 80 hours a week, but you're not really, because there's no work in there. It's all just how I live. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you may get, you, know, you may sell some vitamins at eight in the morning on purpose. You may sell some at six in the evening because you're having a cocktail. You may sell some at nine at night because you bump into somebody at Whole Foods. The thing is, is that's who you are. Yeah, and I uh, I sell hope. I mean, the product line that I sell. I mean, I sell my. I, I tell people sobriety is my passion. Mm-hmm. Network marketing is my job, and contact mapping is my legacy. And I've got those really defined well, because what pops my eyes open at two o'clock in the morning is getting out there and teaching people to become better related to themselves. And this book is really what one of the catalysts, wouldn't you agree? A hundred percent. And you're so right. I mean, I think when people start living into that, then wherever they want to go and apply it is going to get better. But this, that, you know, doing that work on yourself, doing that work to shift into other centeredness if you don't do that first, you're going to be working really hard. Other centeredness. Woo. Another little yeah, buzzword, huh, Rick? <laughs> Think how rich we'd be if we'd have had that one. <laughs> Can I use that one, Adrian? Yeah, it's all yours. All yours. Hey, 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 Tom, one more thing. If I'm under the gun here, for many, 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 many years, I was doing a lot of speaking, writing, and workshops. And people were saying, do you do personal coaching? Do you do personal coaching? And I was not doing it. And as I've moved kind of into this portion of my career now, I am doing it. One-on-one. So, you know, years ago, if it would have been you, you could have called me. I get on the phone with you and I go at it with you for six months or a year and we just, you know, raise our games together. So I'm available for that now. That's really the most thing I'm most interested in contacting people about. So if I'm, how, you don't how do they find you, Rick? MrSchmooze.com or they could just uh, Richard Abraham and just Google it. Okay. We love you. Thank you for coming on. You are our idol and you be good, sir. You've helped another young man, including him. All All right, right. we're coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault on the Genesis Communication Network. Stick around. All right, we're at the break. But Rick, thank you, man. How fun was that? Cool. You'd be a fun coach, my partner. (laughs) Okay, I need a coach. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm losing my edge. Hello, Denise. Hello, Jason. Hello, Tammy. Hello, Elani. Hello, Tommy Chalam. I love you and your wife. Haven't seen you in a long, long time. So, what's going on? We got Courtney here now. She's in the, she's in the she's building. In the Hello, building. Courtney. How are you? Rich is still here. This is awesome. We're so. in the break. Okay. So, this is, so don't, don't worry about, you can even cuss. So, <laughs> unless you want to. What the hell? So, anyway. Oh, that felt good. So, anyway, talk about contact mapping a little bit. Courtney Epps calls me all the time. She's mad at me, actually. I haven't returned her call. I've been a bad contact mapper because every time I text her, I either get her assistant or her dog or her daughter or her son. It is. So, man, she's got the... Uh, she's famous. She's got the, the call. The, the call center is operational at Epps HQ. I love it. Yep. It's crazy. Things are crazy here. Good. That's what I like to hear. So I actually, we did a webinar that a lot of you saw, but that some of you didn't see on Thursday that you really ought to go and check out. So let's just talk a little bit about that for a second. We had Courtney Looper on and oh. I, she's just the greatest. She just, people named Courtney are good. I think yeah. that's, that's, you know, we got Courtney, your Chanel, sister. Courtney Epps, Courtney Looper. Courtney's a good, I should, you know, we might have to have another kid just to name her Courtney. Yep. <laughs> So, <laughs> but we did this Facebook live, Courtney Looper, if you don't know who she is, she is just 
you have to tune into this human being because she, if for no other reason than to hear her giggle, is the greatest thing I've ever heard in the world. Yeah. But she is all heart. She's all vulnerability and authenticity. And she has multiple Facebook lives with over a million views on it, which is like a lot of people watching your Facebook lives. And she did it all through authenticity. She did it all from the ground up. It's so cool. And so you want to go and watch it. So if you go to, uh, to Courtney, if you go to contactmapping.com slash webinar, it'll take you to where you can go and see that on demand. And so go register for that. It'll send you an email where you can go and see it. And it'll also let you watch it right there on demand. But it was really good. And Courtney gave some phenomenal tips. So if you're somebody that, you know, has been watching Facebook lives, maybe you're watching this on Facebook live right now and you think you might want to dip your toe in that water this would be a really good place for you to start, don't you think? No doubt about it. But dip the toe in the water called being a better human being. We're in a time right now of unbelievable uncertainty and fear. We're going to talk about that coming right out of the break. But getting connected is important. And everybody's really good at going to the meetings and going to the seminars and shaking hands, getting a business card, and then you never see them again. And I am one of those guys that ends up really in the trick bag because everybody wants to take my picture. Everybody wants to know me for that one second after GoPro or after the ANMP, never to be seen again. And almost all of those people say, I say, take a picture with me. So then they take a picture with me. Then I say, send me of the picture on Facebook. They send it to me on Facebook. So now I've got them and I can look them up. I can put their story into my phone. I can literally contact them, map them before they even knew it. Because my job on the planet is connection and follow-up, and this kid has mastered that. Pretty crazy. And I, you, you made me think of this story today. So I, I had a call with a guy named Daniel Langfield, who is with a company that sells health insurance. And he's been going after it really hard for almost a year. And he goes, it, the craziest thing has happened. I felt like I was just running completely uphill and I couldn't get anywhere, but I just was giving, giving, giving kind of like Rich was talking about. And I broke through it and now I have all this stuff coming to me and I can't keep up with it and I don't know what the heck to do. You got to help me. And so I walked him through contact mapping today and it was like every time I'd show him the next screen, he went, oh my gosh, the light bulb turned on. <laughs> just because yeah. this is going to take you and it's going to show you how to be that human being. So go to contactmapping.com and grab a trial. It's free to try it for 30 days. You can see what we mean. It's awesome. So many of you are going to walk in and say, I don't have 10 bucks. And I'm going to say, we're going to solve that problem. I don't have any leads. We're going to solve that problem. Now I got all these leads. I don't know how to follow up. We're going to solve that problem. We are going to solve every problem you have. Contactmapping.com. And we're back. We are with the Network Marketing Leadership Show. And this segment is the great Courtney Epps, and I am telling you, talk about taking your children to work day. This woman exemplifies it. She is a role model 24-7 with her children, with the people around her, with her community, trying to make a difference. She's a Tony Robbins devotee. She is all over everything going on out there, and you don't expect that out of a bean counter. You don't <laughs> expect her. You know, my accountant, Robert Nagel, is a curmudgeon. That's what he is. He's a curmudgeon. And I love him, but he's a curmudgeon. And he would no more do, he'd no more come on this show. He'd watch this show, but he wouldn't come on it. And what I love about Courtney is she's putting herself out there, making taxes and smart business decisions fashionable. So today I called Mona Gambetta and Kim Kiyosaki. And I ordered three cash flow games. And the reason I did that was one for you, nice. one for Marianne and her daughter and granddaughter in the office here, and one for us at our house. Because I am telling you, we've all got to learn better ways to handle our money. And Courtney Epps is taking that to the next level. She's, she's got giant clients. Eric Warre has literally, I don't know if he endorsed you or not, but he got pretty close at one of the events all the way through this. It's unbelievable. And I just want to talk about that. So how you doing, Courtney? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine. So tell us what's going on. You're out there traveling the world or are you at ground zero trying to catch up with all these imminent tax returns people have to get filed? I am working nonstop. So I have, I've, I've left a couple times uh, 
fly out to speak at a couple events, but just straight out and straight back in because we've got so much to do. We've uh, got about 700 tax returns to do between now and April 15th so far that clients have paid us for. So it's just super crazy. And our, our largest client is $120 million a year in sales. So all the way to, you know, ground zero, people just got started in a home-based business or, you know, just became a business owner yesterday. Tell me what your wheelhouse is, because it's hard for me to believe that you can take on somebody that is doing $120 million a year in sales, in a business. You can have the caliber of a guy like the Warriors, because he brought it up. I'm not telling anybody anything out of school. Going all the way down to that person that's just barely getting started. How are you able to pay close attention to all levels of people needing tax advice and all that stuff? I think the biggest thing is people don't understand it's very systematic or it is in my brain. Um, you know, I do about 14 to 18 tax strategy sessions every single day. And it's literally, I'm looking at about five of the same things over and over again. I'm, I'm checking for different tax deductions that they may or may not have taken. I'm making sure their structure is set up properly. And then as they start making more and more money, you know, we are implementing uh, tax strategies in place, but it's literally the same stuff over and over and over again. And it's just more of it as you continue to make more and more money. So, you know, when you first get started in business, it's more about, you know, what, keeping track of the deductions that you're entitled to. And, you know, and we have a, a spreadsheet that I've developed over time to just give that to clients and make sure that we're on track, that we're not missing anything. And then the next step is that, okay, now that we're making some money, how do we structure everything so that we have an LLC in place? And then we have an LLC treated as an S corporation. And then as we start making more and more money, there are things like conservation easements that you can invest into, real estate professionals, be, you know, being a business owner. And, you know, one of the things, I think the biggest thing, it, I, I love it. Yesterday I had a conversation with a guy who is a president of an insurance agency or an insurance company for that matter, making about $550,000 a year. And he's like, what can I do to save money in taxes? And I said, find a business you're passionate about that you can open your mouth and tell people about that is the only thing that you as a W2 employee can do to save money in taxes. So I'm just very, that's, that's what I do. I mean, I'm very strategic in what we're doing and we've created this cookie cutter system to make sure that we're saving as much money as possible. So here's what happened to me. I posted before the show that all of my bathing and showering all day long has come to fruition. I'm a genius because I'm the cleanest non-coronavirus guy on the planet. And it's just, I live in the bathtub. I'm going to do a Facebook live from the bathtub tomorrow. So you guys can get ready for that. Cause I personally love being really, really warm and really, really clean. And yeah. now we've got all these people that are working in jobs all over the country and they are being told to work from home. Yes. And they're going home and they're getting the spiff from the company. But at the same time, there's a lot of logic behind all those people actually embracing a home-based business and the tax benefits to that because they are your sister. Yeah. Your little sister. I mean, his sister's a big executive at a company called Ping and now they're bringing them all home to work out of the house and they're going to do all this collaboration they might as well be writing off all that technology and the space in their house and all that stuff, just like the network marketers out there, right? But they can't because they're W2 employees. Correct Correctamende. That's why they need Courtney Epps. That's why they need a home-based business. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, that's the biggest thing. People just don't understand. Like they, you know, I, I get these people that call and they, you know, one called me last month, they made a million dollars. And he said, as a W2 employee in sales. And I said, man, the best thing you could do is go talk to the owner of the company that you work for and get him to treat you as a 1099 subcontractor. So you have some benefit on writing off all of the expenses that you're spending money on your cell phone, your meals, your mileage, you know, your internet, your cars, all of these things that he's not writing off or doesn't even have the advantage to be able to write off as a W2 employee. But yet, you know, when we become business owners, we now move into the second tax system, which is the greatest tax system on the face of the planet, which says, you know, now that you are uh, creating economy and you're 
in the business to hire more people and to have employees, then you save money in taxes. I mean, I, I think it's the smartest thing that the, anybody, you would be brain dead not on a business. I talk about that all the time. And well, go ahead. I, I was just, you know, I was, I was thinking about this as, you know, kind of connecting the dots that you were just talking about. And, you know, one of my favorite books that I think is timeless in the principles behind it, and it's amazing how many of the things have evolved is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. And, you know, the premise from years ago, which is like, used to seem, I remember reading this in like 2007, I think when it came out, and it just seemed so far-fetched that it was like, what you should do is like, go talk to your boss and say, I want to work from home these many days and whatever. And he didn't, you know, I think the step he missed in the equation is convert, you know, get your boss to convert you to a 1099 build this business because if you're really looking for how to create this, you know, this freedom for yourself, one of the ways to do that is to use the vehicles that are available to you. And that's not just outsourcing. That's not just efficiency things. That's this tax code that you teach these people how to do. And it's, you know, it's timeless stuff that is this kind of secret hiding in plain sight, isn't it, Courtney? Yes. And I mean, that's, that's the thing. People just don't comprehend. They don't understand. And it used to be that you could take unreimbursed employee business expenses, at least as an itemized deduction. But, you know, most people don't get itemized deductions. So, you know, one of the things and why I'm so passionate about it is that the uh, some statistics that Grant Cardone said uh, about two years ago, I was on my way to uh, Tampa, Florida, and it was literally that the average household in America made 60 grand a year, and they paid $14,000 in taxes and have no way of taking that away, no way of decreasing that. Um, so out of that, from 60000 minus 14, it's left over with 46000 that's your take home. Well, the cost of living in America on average is $53,000. So if you are a W-2 employee household, you're literally going in debt $7,000 a year to work 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year to take two weeks paid vacation. And then you buy into this whole uh, ordeal that you've got to have health insurance from your employee because it, it costs less. No, it doesn't. You've got to have 401ks. No, you don't, and you shouldn't have them. There, I'm so totally against a lot of the retirement vehicles that are set up out there. So I'm just here to educate people, the masses, on you've got to find a business, no matter what. You've got to figure out a way, even if even if it's on a part-time basis, to move out of this W-2 income system into the business owner system, and it's guaranteed to save four eight thousand dollars a year on money you're already spending. Holy mackerel. That's <clears throat> so is there a website? Is there a book? Is there a webinar? Is How do people figure out what the heck you're talking about? So I do have a book. It's called More Relaxing, Less Taxing. You know that. Um, definitely a website. Uh, you can go to morerelaxinglesstaxing.com or courtneyups.com is probably the easiest way to find me. And uh, I do a lot of, um, I have a lot of YouTube videos that I have I've done this same presentation, just teaching people, you know, the, the, the great things about being a business owner and what you need to do in order to make sure you're compliant with IRS, that you're attempting to earn an income. And, you know, seriously, like I just, Tom, I thought it was the greatest thing. So we're, uh, we're going to put together a tax strategy seminar and we're going to do it, I think, in either Punta Cana or Puerto Rico. And then if you do it on a Friday and we all hang out for four hours on Friday, we can fly in on Thursday. We can spend four hours Friday together, hang out on the weekend. And then Monday we have another four hours that we do this seminar. And then Tuesday we can all fly out and all of it's tax deductible. Right. You know, there's so many things that we are saving so much money in taxes on that people just you know, to somebody else, that would be a vacation. But to us, it's actually continuing education. Making it perfectly clear to everybody, she's not dodging taxes. No. She is educating people on the tax breaks that are there to use efficiently. That's what she's doing. And she understands tax law inside and out. And she's basically trying to do exactly the opposite of what a lot of people, you know, they're trying to beat taxes and yes. cut this corner, cut that corner. Don't do that. Just take advantage of the laws to the maximum that you can and you're, you become almost audit proof and it works, correct? Yes, it does. And you can do so many things. It's like, you know, hiring your kids. We pay our kids. 
They work for us legitimately and we can bypass $72,000 a year that we don't have to pay taxes on and they don't have to pay taxes on it. So there's just so many, you can hire your kids, you can buy ve the vehicles that you want. You know, as long as you're attempting to earn an income and your intention is to build a business, then you get massive tax advantages. Well, we're gonna take a break. I want you guys to go to morerelaxinglesstaxing.com after the show, because during the break here, you have to listen to the commercial. It's that simple. It's quite important, actually. And even if you're on GCM, you're gonna get some great survival stuff. But at the end of the day, this woman is a really, really good resource for you. I want you to pay attention to it, do your due diligence, and just see if it makes sense for you to save a bunch of money on your taxes that you don't have to send to the government and they're happy that you did it. So we're gonna come back right after this. Thanks again, Ted Anderson of the Genesis Communication Network for putting us on your unbelievable network for the last 12 years. You are truly a gentleman. We'll be back right after this. Okay, we're back. So I'm down in Cabo and Ted Anderson's there, which was so cute. The guy that puts me on the show every week. Yeah. And he's been doing it. You know, they charge everybody so much money to be on the radio. And I have been so blessed. I actually got paid one time, $10,000 a month to be on the radio. And I was the biggest personnel problem they ever had. <laughs> and then uh, Ted's been putting us on the air for years too, for free. Incredible. Because we provide great content. But my heart, I mean, I am so indebted to him for two reasons. One, I love him for doing it. Two, I don't have the money. So I'm very happy about both of those. So I love him with all my heart. What about you, young man? <laughs> I love Ted Anderson too. That's awesome. What a cute story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Courtney, you and I have had this conversation a few times now, and I, I, I think it's brilliant. And so, you know, we talk a lot about how important it is to grow your business. We yeah. talk a lot about how important it is inside of what you're doing to actually be able to demonstrate that you're trying to grow a business. And so how does contact mapping fit into helping people to do what you're talking to them about? Well, one, I mean, it makes you completely audit proof. So all you've got to do is show that you are attempting to earn an income and what better way of doing that than to have contact mapping, you know, and, and then on top of that, contact mapping is a tax deduction. Any money that you're spending to grow your business becomes a tax deduction. So it is part of advertising. So you're, you're not only keeping track of all of the contacts that you're making, which I'll tell you, it, you know, when I was in network marketing, I wish I would have known about contact mapping because you just don't have access. You know, I was writing lists on, you know, notebook pages and then forgetting the information. And I still have people like I met them at Walmart, but I don't oh know. Oh my God, wait, wait a second. You've got 700 tax returns sitting on your desk between here and the 15th, 700 human beings that you're looking at their name and their phone number going, who are these people? I've got their tax return. I know nothing about them. If you would have just mapped those people, you'd have 7,000. I know. You're Unbelievable. You're exactly right. And I mean, we, so have grown, you know, we have grown from 400 clients last year to over 1,700 currently today and um, you know our business has massively increased but if we had used something like contact mapping I mean Tom is right if we if I knew what was going on in people's lives when oh contacted us or just had a little tidbit people just love to know that you remember something about them look you know? what you did look what you did you selfish person your husband is coming elk hunting in colorado he's got the whole family you're going who lives in colorado that could help my husband go find the perfect place to plug an elk i gotta call tom <laughs> chanel <laughs> who doesn't hunt who doesn't even have a gun who doesn't even know how to shoot a gun but she still called me and her husband called me and they almost came down to longmont to hang out with me did yeah. that or did that not happen it did happen exactly That's contact mapping right there came to fish so, but yes. They oh, they were fishing? I should have let me like, oh yeah, fishing. <laughs> if you'd have responded to those last 10 text messages, we'd been good. So oh, no, yeah, I was upset at you. <laughs> I know you're super busy and me too. I mean, that's the one thing I love about contact mapping is that it allows you to be able to keep track of everybody, but it does, I mean, with, as far as the IRS goes, I mean, if you can keep track of your mileage, and you keep track of your calendar, 
I mean, how could the IRS come back and ever say, you know what, you're not attempting to earn an income. You may suck at sales, <laughs> and there are a lot of people who do, but as you continue to start talking to people, then you realize, okay, you know, this starts making sense. You're going to start bringing on people, and it, it helps to also have the numbers to know exactly, you know, how many people you're dealing with. Um, I think the number one thing in sales is just to be able to, say, okay, I've, I've talked to this many people, or have I really talked to this many people? You know, have I really had conversations with this many people, or have I just said that I had conversations? Yeah. Documentation. 100%. All right, we're coming back. Stick around for a couple seconds. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault, Adrian Chenault, and the great Courtney Epps, CourtneyEpps.com. Do you have CourtneyEpps.com? Yes. Okay, go there. So, <laughs> I don't remember the long words. So, you have any questions for her? So, so one of the things, this was actually came from, from one of the people watching live with us today. So, the, you know, there were some big changes to the tax code over the last couple of years. What has changed, you know, for those maybe who kind of have been loosely aware that you can, that there are deductions available, what's changed the last couple of years? What do people need to know about and, and why do they need to check in now? The biggest things that have changed is that W2 employees lost every deduction that they were entitled to. So business use of their home, um, you know, unreimbursed employee business expenses, miscellaneous deductions, gambling expenses, those kind of went away. And business owners actually got more deductions. So the it used to take, um, if you bought a $50,000 vehicle, for example, a BMW, it would take 18 years to depreciate that BMW. With the new tax laws, January 1st, 2018, if you bought a vehicle, not new, but new to you, then you would actually be able to claim that and write it off over five years. So big difference. So lots of really good things for business owners, but not so much for W-2 employees. And because of the, the they wiped out the personal exemptions for children, and then they also, um, but they increased the standard deduction. So, so many people thought they were getting such a huge difference, but what they don't realize is that they literally, if someone had an itemized deduction, they are losing money because their standard deduction is now combined with the personal exemption and they lost the personal exemption. So, you know, things like charitable contributions, people that used to give a lot to get these um, itemized deduction, they're not giving. And that's one of the things that we're really passionate about is teaching people how to give from a gross income level instead of a net income level. And that becomes a tax deduction, 100% tax deduction is a cost of goods sold item. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. So, you know, the, the bottom line of, of what you just shared is number one, that it's just more important than ever that you have to, you have to have some kind of business that you're attempting outside of your W2 salary business in order to access all this stuff. And uh, I actually didn't know that about the gross income thing with charity. And that's a big deal because it's, it's a bummer that that went away because it, you know, not that you, that's the only reason to give, but it certainly made it, you know, that much that you know that much better and yeah. to have lost that has been a real shame in the last couple of years with 1700 new people and all ranges of client have you got the people in place to take care of the high net worth people as well as those brand new people have you got a lot of courtney epses working for you are you doing it all yourself how's the training there this is all coming in the form of a of a question from a listener Right. So we went from one employee uh, doing tax returns last year and two, we had two bookkeepers. So that was three of us to, we have 17 now. And so we are constantly growing. Yes, we are. We have systems in place to make sure that that happens. And that was, that was a really tough feat for me. Um, you know, between September and December is trying to determine how to go from being the Courtney Epps show to the Courtney Epps and company show, and then to eventually how to move out and just be a speaker and start sharing this with the masses so we can help more people. And so, you know, I, I love to speak and that's what I was put on this earth to do is to teach more people how to give more, how to help more, how to, how to be more, you know, and how to save more. But until I get those systems in place, I really can't leave. But I work about 18 to 20 hours a day. I can tell you that much. Um, we are currently doing about 40 tax returns every single day, um, which is normal for, um, you know, regular tax season. But what I have found is very hard to find people that understand what I understand as far as taxes go. And it's not that I'm smarter than everybody else. It's just 
I was an entrepreneur first and foremost. I've been in the network marketing industry. I owned my own home-based business for the last nine years. And so I, I, I lead by experience and I teach um, what I'm practicing. And, you know, most accountants, they don't go to coffee shops and have conversations with people. So they don't understand that that's advertising. They don't yeah. to continue an education events. They don't do all these things. So your goal at the end of the day is to, is to be a speaker and talk about this and have the infrastructure in place to have people take on the tax returns. So when they do call, they're not necessarily going to get you for an accountant. They're going to get your system for an accountant, correct? That's the goal eventually. So right now I review every tax return that walks in the door, out the door. I review all the bookkeeping. Um, so, you know, but until, until I get the systems in place, uh, what I've done is create a whole team of people that actually work in my office. I have seven assistants that work alongside me like in a circle and so they do everything else like they respond to emails they they answer the phone calls they're helping me collect data so that allows me to just focus on what i was put on put here to do which is tax strategy and preparing returns i've got another question from a guy i love girl scout cookies and i bought 75 boxes of girl scout cookies assorted ones thin mints to give away to all my friends and people on the street corner. Would that be considered a tax deduction? No, no, it would not. And, <laughs> not. And the reason why is because one, you're not giving it to a charitable contribution. Like you're not giving it to a charity. You bought it from Girl Scouts, but because it's food, it's not really tax deductible, but there are ways. So see what we do is we provide, um, we feed children every day. Um, for every dollar that comes in our accounting practice, we provide a serving of whole food, plant-based nutrition to children in need. And to the tune of we're feeding 8,000 children a day, every day now, which is probably bigger than anything else that I do. We're finding a quarter of a million a week that people are overpaying in taxes. We're feeding 8,000 servings a day to children in need. And then on top of that, we just added in freeing a girl, freeing, freeing children from um, human trafficking through another nonprofit called um, Operation Underground Railroad. So, holy mackerel! Isn't that awesome? All right, well, that's exciting. All right, so we're gonna get out of here. We love you, Courtney Epps. Go find her. She is the greatest. She is a character of epic proportion. We will see you all next week on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.